0: Well, ahoy there, dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to the brand newest installment of the greatest horror movie review podcast in this world and the next, and the next, and the next. Why? It's dead and lovely, here with the host of the most, who is that handsome man I got on the the other end of this uh, Skype call here? What's going on? Who is that?
1: It's me, old Foghorn Hollywood Steve. Oh, foghorn hollywood steve yeah, well huh? you said ahoy uh <laughs> yeah that's I true keep it on, on brand. Keep it nautical, and then the lighthouse and then i was like man remember how loud that <laughs> foghorn was <laughs> i'm gonna try to do that <laughs> and of course it's me your good buddy
0: uncle ben and steve i'm here to tell you i had one of the goddamn stupidest dreams i have ever had the other night let me hear it <laughs> <laughs> so you know We're no strangers on this podcast to, of course, talking about DMX. We talk about DMX quite a lot. Yeah. And um, in this dream that I had, I was thinking about how in DMX songs, you know, there's like the main parts where he's rapping the verses and stuff, but then there's also kind of the little overdubs that are like the hype tracks where it's Uh like him being like, where my dog's at? Get him!" Stuff like that, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I was just sort of imagining DMX recording the hype track in the studio. Yeah. But like what some of the outtakes and stuff would be like and him like messing up his own little hype track that he put over it <laughs> and just being like, uh, where did my dogs go? I cannot find my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Get them. The, the dogs are here. Where's the dog? <laughs> I mean, (laughs) and that was my dream.
1: DMX is going to hear this and get mad.
0: Yeah, he's going to quit listening to the show, drop the Patreon support, everything. I am not a cat. (laughs) But I was just thinking about just how fucking silly that would be. Yeah, it would be. Because you know there's some bloopers and outtakes on those things.
1: Yes, there are. There have to be, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you sound a year older than last time I talked I to you. What's going yeah. on here? Yeah,
1: I'm a year older, a year wiser, man. You're hotter. You're mm. hotter. That's true. That is true. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. I age like a fine-ass wine. That's right, man. Fine-ass wine, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and a wine that straight from your ass (laughs) did you have yourself a good old birch tog Uh, yeah i had me i had me one of them birthdays and boy i'll tell you what it was. we didn't do much (laughs) because
0: hell yeah you
1: know pandemic and all 2020 we stayed home and didn't do much but we we had a good time but this was fun ben (laughs) the day before my birthday I was trying out a new chest workout. Yeah. Basically, uh, the exercise was uh, you you put your arms out a little bit wider than normal for a push up, and then you do the push up on either side. So you're putting you're putting your weight on one arm and then the other arm. And I did it and did the rest of my workout and didn't feel any pain or whatever. And then later, like the next day, was my birthday. And my back was starting to feel a little sore. And then the next day it was it was real tight. And then the next day, like I could feel like just reaching around. I could feel a bunch of knots in my back. Ooh, you're naughty. Yeah. And then like my shoulder and neck started hurting, and my my tricep. And mm. <laughs> well, what of your neck, your back? Oh, my pussy and my crack? Uh, my pussy was fine my crack was all (laughs) fucked up (laughs) you don't want that happening yeah uh but so (laughs) i was getting all this pain and these knots and shit and i was like what the fuck is happening uh and then i was just feeling around trying to feel if there were other knots and i I felt my my mid chest my pectoralis minor and that motherfucker was tight as hell but it didn't Uh hurt Hmm. and guess what ben when your pectoralis what? minor gets tight it pulls your shoulder forward which takes most any of the pain away from it so you don't notice it but it causes all that other stuff to start happening hmm. and that sounds really not fun guess how much not fun it can be i didn't luckily this was on my right side this happens on people's left side and guess what they think they're having Oh, probably the old heart attack huh? Yeah. Tightness in the chest, pain on the left side of your, your body. Like, people Mom think they're having a heart attack.
0: Mom's spaghetti, sweater already. I mean, just a whole nine yards.
1: Yeah. So, if you're ever starting to feel, like, tons of pain in your back, in your shoulder, in your neck, one, do worry about a heart attack for sure. Like, you know, get yourself checked out. But uh, just check and see. If your muscles, it's like right in the middle of your chest. It's a triangular muscle. Let's check and see if that's real tight. Because uh, that might be causing a ton of problems. I, I just started like massaging it and doing some stretches, and all that pain went away. And I was like really worried I had fucked something up, but it was just like a tiny little issue. But tiny little issues in the human body can cause major problems.
0: And see, that's why we're the fucking horror kings, man. It's like, I know all kinds of people that are walking around going, man, I really love listening to these horror movie review podcasts, but none of them feature... Guys that are getting on into their late 30s talking about their health problems. Yeah. I wish there was one out there. There is. And then this they right find here. our show, uh-huh. and they never fucking turn back. They drop all the other ones because yep. they know they're riding with the kings. And if you don't like it, you can unfriend me on Facebook, Snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's your like fitness journey been going man i know that like when the gyms were open and stuff of course you're making a lot of headway
1: yeah still doing a lot of working out at home uh just not getting as much uh uh uh, what do you call that cardio as i was getting at the gym so i haven't really lost weight just been in the same region for a while but For my birthday, I bought me some hiking shoes. and Hey, take a hike, Steve. (laughs) I'm going to. Within uh, 15 miles of my house, there are two state parks. So I'm going to start hiking nearby and try to get a little bit more cardio and maybe get down, slim down a little bit more finally get those goddamn awesome superhero abs awesome that's a good move right there it's yep. a pro move especially with fall approaching and stuff that sounds like that's a pretty wise activity to engage <laughs> well in, i gotta man. hold like a off until next summer for sure like i don't want. who wants to have pandemic abs that's a good point yeah that's just a waste yeah who's gonna see him <laughs> fucking nobody nobody yeah
0: right on man i've also been uh, accelerating my fitness journey on our, our cheap ass kind of bullshit elliptical machine that we got off Amazon that's already having little parts break off of it even though we've had it for like two or three weeks but it's okay because it still works and I'm still using it all the time so that's (laughs) cool
1: Right? It's uh, fine. How much did it cost? Was it expensive? It's like
0: $200, man. Buy nice yeah. or buy twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is But you true. know what? It's the best piece of exercise equipment in the whole house. So I can't knock <laughs> it. That's and I'll tell you point. what, man. This week, I have been on kind of a quest oh, for yeah? some new tunes and stuff. Because oh, yeah. I, th- I think what kind of got me thinking about it here is like usually by this time of year, I've played like a billion gigs right. with a bunch of different artists so and I'm always having a whole to like, bunch of
1: stuff and gotten yeah, new recommendations. Like learn new yeah, like new
0: music and all this kind of thing. And I was like, man, this year I really haven't had to do any of that. You yeah. Know? So I think that's what got me hungering for some new music. And just kind of on a whim, actually, there was a night last week where my wife, she was on the Tick-a-Talk, like you do. Ticking and talking, And people put little little musical things on their on their ticking Talks that they put up. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them had this particularly dope jam that I really enjoyed. And I said, wait, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that a Thundercat? And my wife said, yeah, that is a Thundercat. Them changes. And I was like, you know what? I've always heard about this guy. Because especially as like a bass player, people are always telling you to check out Thundercat and stuff. I've never really listened to him before. Uh, but this Tick and Talk just piqued my interest. So I started listening this week to Thundercat's album drunk and it is fucking awesome. Okay. Oh my god, it is like the audio equivalent of wrapping up in a warm blanket. Oh. It's just okay. really cool. You know, it's it's funky, it's a little bit R&B, definitely some hip hop influence and stuff in there too, but some very weird weird things going on musically. I think the guy is fucking awesome. His tiny desk NPR thing that came out a couple of years ago is really cool i realize i'm like a million years late to this party drunk came out in like 2017 i'm way late to it but i was recommending that you check some of it out too and yeah. i got to thinking about it and doing some research turns out you've already listened to a lot of his playing because he apparently played all over to pimp a butterfly by oh, okay yeah, yeah and so I, you've already heard a bunch of his okay stuff.
1: i did start listening to that album and was enjoying it and uh Stopped listening because something happened and didn't get back to it. But this is a reminder. I should get back there to that. There you go. Album.
0: Yeah. I think that you should. Yeah. Really, really awesome stuff, man. So that's been a little highlight. Another highlight of my week has definitely been seeing how many of our dead and lovelies and how many of my my watchers on my, my guitar YouTube channel have contributed to our good buddy Brandon's GoFundMe Uh, page and his fight against cancer we had brandon on the show a couple weeks ago doing the Mm changeling and we talked about his gofundme page and his ever-increasing medical bills and stuff and uh, we posted up links to his things and then recently in one of my guitar videos offered up a special bonus video to anybody who donates to brandon's fund and man the growth has just been absolutely incredible like it seriously has warmed my heart so much to see people donating to a friend of ours just based on the recommendation of us saying this is a cool guy that needs help. You know, I mean, most of these people are never going to fucking meet the guy or anything. They're just taking our word for it. It It's the kind of thing, man, where, you know, especially this year, we've seen the worst of humanity day in and day out over and over and over. And my general opinion of humanity was getting low. And then stuff like that happens where you get people reaching out and helping people out that they don't even know and it it seriously was just like you know faith in humanity stat got raised up plus 30 yeah really fucking awesome to
1: see yeah people chip some real in. good so, news yeah. for the week yeah, yeah. No, doubt, that was nice. man, no doubt nice to see yeah I, i'm yeah. glad that everybody uh uh got on brandon's side because he's a great guy as you can tell from the podcast he knows horror well knows film well He's a great dude. So if uh, if you haven't gone over and, and uh, donated to him, um, I'll post the link again.
0: Yeah, there you go. And I'll tell you what, Steve. We also had ourselves a pretty laid back, chill birthday week in our home as well. Oh, because yeah. the day the day before your birthday, uh-huh. your
1: wife's birthday, my
0: wife's birthday, and we kind of celebrated by pretty much doing what you guys did chilling out doing nothing not having a plan eating and drinking all day
1: yeah it's great
0: oh yeah now dude my birthday this year was awesome it's exactly what i wanted to do man i I didn't do anything
1: yeah (laughs) it's great
0: didn't do a fucking thing and it was awesome uh so yeah we had a great time man we had time to watch a couple of flicks in between all of our boozing and schmoozing and gifting and carrying on uh on the weekend there whenever we were just chilling out and enjoying a, a fine charcuterie plate from hen mm-hmm. Hawk butcher shop in old city knoxville shout out not a sponsor just it yeah. really fucking cool did they
1: make a heart shape of like salami
0: a uh, heart shape of heart
1: it was actually oh, it was actually okay. just a beef heart so it that was, was just it. a beef heart and mm-hmm. you're like That's huh right. get it and she was like halfway through the heart with blood dripping down her face like what get what yeah huh oh
0: i didn't get a look at it really. <laughs> it's like that scene from game of thrones yeah <laughs> we watched ourselves a couple of things we watched a raising arizona always a crowd pleaser
1: yeah i love raising arizona i uh never disappointed to see that on television yeah that's a Damn. ridiculous
0: movie we uh we watched les miserables as we did a puzzle that was yeah. a special birthday treat
1: i uh did you sing everything you said as you did it <laughs>
0: I did, and I just wept. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, True story. I I don't really like puzzles. That's never really been a thing that I enjoyed. But my Mm. wife, she really likes a puzzle. So for her birthday, it was like, hey, I buy it a puzzle. We do it a puzzle together. So we put on Les Miserables as we did a puzzle, and uh, we did it. We did the thing. All 500 pieces. Wow.
1: So you you pushed through. You were like, I'm gonna do this and yeah. which one of you hit a piece actually none yeah we made it through without doing that yeah what you did it completely adult style that's crazy we did yeah, yeah. Madness, i remember man. as Madness. kids uh because like my my aunt would always do these like 500 piece puzzles really got into difficult puzzles and stuff but as kids she hated us because we would take a piece so that we would be the last one to put a piece in but we'd all do it. <laughs> so you just fuck the So she would be up. getting near the end and there would be like four pieces gone. And me and my cousins and my sister would be like, I don't know. Because we wanted to be the last one to put it in. Oh, uh, man. Had to be frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> all of you guys just hold yeah. back. My wife Damn, uh, is huge, huge on doing puzzles. She has a puzzle app on her phone. And she she's so proficient at the puzzles that she actually does them in patterns what it's really interesting she will do like it like she'll an do, x
0: shape or something yeah
1: she'll do it because at the end of the app it like shows how you put it together in like a like a little gift type of thing yeah montage type of thing so she she'll do it in pattern so it looks cool whenever you see what? that at the end yeah she loves puzzles
0: good god
1: yeah puzzle people are interesting people
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude this week you know also we we do our docu monday thing we're watching documentary on mondays and Mm -hmm. stuff my choice this week so we watched the decline of western civilization part two the metal years
1: okay okay How'd that go Holy
0: you? shit, man. So I had always seen clips of it. Of course, like the famous like Chris Holmes drowning in a pool of vodka uh-huh. scenes and stuff like that. I had never watched the whole thing before. Holy shit, man. It is just... Full it's just the worst. Who? And the best. <laughs> and the worst. And then it's the best. And then it's actually the worst. Yeah. yeah full of nothing but society's finest human beings. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody in it. Yeah. Is a piece of garbage. (laughs) Like, all of them, dude. And the thing about it is, is everybody is so sure that they're cool (laughs) and that they're really doing the right thing and wearing cool clothes and they're doing their hair in a way that looks really neat. Like, we should always keep the decline of Western Civilization Part 2 around just to show to people to be like, as a reminder, these people thought they were cool, too. So the next time some other stupid bullshit fashion trend or music aesthetic or whatever comes out you just need to hold up that documentary and be like these guys thought they were cool too just so you know
1: what period does that cover is it the 80s
0: yeah yeah it's all kind of through the glam and hair metal period but they've also got like like megadeth and stuff in there
1: you're telling me an entire generation of people uh, grew up insisting that something that was very obviously not cool was cool are now in their 50s and 60s still insisting that someone who's very obviously not cool is cool? Trump? I mean, as wild as that sounds, yeah. yes. Huh. yes. That is exactly it's weird. what I'm saying. It's weird. Like They haven't changed at all. Wow. That is strange, <laughs> huh? <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting because I guess while you were watching that, Emily and I were watching a movie called We Summon the Darkness, which is set in... 1988 and is about the metal scene oh yeah is it good yeah uh it's a horror movie it's I, uh, um it's not great but it is good it's got alexandra daddario who i love also johnny knoxville in like a very small role but okay uh, that sounds cool yeah it's it's got it's worth a watch i would say i'm not gonna claim it's it's like great or groundbreaking but it was worth a watch for sure okay sounds pretty
0: good you watch anything else good this week
1: uh uh, emily and i started season six of bojack horseman um it's sad and awesome i mean it's bojack that's what bojack is sad and awesome okay still i've
0: never watched any of it i'm way behind the curve man
1: you should watch it it is a really 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 great show definitely uh good for anybody who um uh, anybody who's worked in entertainment, I think, really Okay, connected. I've done that. I've done a yeah. little bit of that. It is very much uh focused on the, you know, how we all feel like pieces of shit sometimes or like we're not funny or good or whatever and how some people who are super successful feel like that all the time. I mean that sounds exactly like something
0: I need to watch just to put on, relax, and have a laugh at the end yeah. of a day of making content.
1: I, you know, surprisingly, I think for people who uh, deal with it, it actually is really cathartic because of the way they deal with it and the the Word. like the the insight they have into this the feelings that you're having, like the, okay, the, it it really. Like It surprises me that it connects with so many people, but I think it's probably because it's also connecting on the level of just um, people with uh, depression, anxiety, all these different things. But I think it's also so super specific to entertainment and people who are trying to make a living out of making... A uh, hucksters living i guess basically like the mm-hmm. the real base of the entertainment industry is like a hustle and a, uh, a whole lot of smoke and mirrors and you can really feel empty about it because it can be empty
0: word man dang okay so the yeah. sixth season is it like the last one
1: yeah so it's i think it's probably like 70 something episodes total and mm-hmm. they're about 20 something minutes each so it's not it's not a long watch and really once you start watching it 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 grips you you do want to just keep watching it damn dude sounds intense sounds intense man Uh, it's mostly honestly like as intense as it sounds and as intense as it gets it's a world where like human people and animal people exist and a talking horse had a show that was basically full house like it's also absurd and silly like there's tons and tons of ridiculous humor throughout and there's a dog man who gets distracted by tennis balls and shit so like oh it's it's as intense as it gets it's also as silly okay all right all right so it swings both ways on that it does on that pendulum it swings both ways you catch anything else good this week uh I, yeah i've been watching a lot of wrestling <laughs> oh yeah a little yeah. razzle dazzle huh talk too much about it again
0: <laughs> i think the only other thing worth noting that we watched this week we're still on the marvel train and we watched uh black panther oh right the other yeah. night mm-hmm. i heard a rumor that that michael b jordan guy did upwards of and this is hard to believe 30 sit-ups a day to get prepared for that role
1: i bet he might have did a few more than that even
0: (laughs) no i heard it was 30 30? minimum i don't know if it ever got to 40 i mean that's like physically impossible so i don't think he did that
1: these are i mean it's around the time of creed uh so he would he was in great shape oh yeah yeah Yeah,
0: definitely so that's a cool movie man i think i think that one still holds up and they put so much work into the the costumes and the set oh, design and stuff yeah fucking awesome so man. much
1: yeah work and thought into representing this i i mean like if you can't see wakanda for what it is which is this uh, utopia like this like what would it be like if we could exclude the uh evil businessmen that are trying to exploit africa's resources from all of this If we could just build this kingdom of Wakanda, this beautiful world where everything is just I mean, there's some politics, but it's it's pretty much a utopia. Yeah,
0: it's just a vision of what an uncolonized Africa could have been. Could have been, yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool flick, man. I I do think it is a little bit CGI heavy at the end. Like that last fight scene just Mm. it really feels like a video game and it's like man i wish they would have given us something more visceral because like the waterfall fight sequences and stuff are really good they're very solid and then the end of the movie just because it's so cgi heavy it just feels soft like you don't feel blows connecting you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah no i agree with that but uh and and i wish they hadn't killed killmonger
0: yeah i know he
1: was really good i wish they had had him in prison or something but of course i love i mean it's exactly his reasoning that that convinces me yeah they had to kill him imprisoning him would have been the the worst torture for that character
0: right yeah still holds up really really good flick man i think the next one that we got is i think ragnarok is next yeah so fucking good man Uh so good well, you awesome. know what, Steve? We're not here to talk about wrestling and DMX oh, and uh um, um working out right. and all that stuff. We're a horror movie show. We gotta talk about oh, a horror movie, Steve. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, let's do that.
0: Do you think there's one that you'd like to talk about this week and do mm-hmm. a little review ski on?
1: You know, I got a friend, got a pal, got a guy who's a patron uh-huh, of this guy. podcast, a mm-hmm. name of Tim Stone. Oh, you're talking about the Tim Stone? The Tim Stone. <gasps> Yay, oh yay, my yay. God. Mm-hmm. the
0: same tim stone that supports us at the five dollar level on patreon thus enabling him to put in a wild card movie choice into the smoking bowl yeah. of, of future podcast movie review episode choices that's that we draw it. from that's the one yeah and it's I, concisely named he
2: <laughs> it's weird that we <laughs> named it that but it is concise
1: uh and <laughs> he put Does what it is the faculty into that bowl and I just happened to draw it right out. So let's talk about the faculty.
0: You know what, Steve? It's a movie that's just full of of bright young minds. Uh-huh. They're reentering the school system. It really kind of reminds me of this time of year, Steve. We got, you know, the summer's starting to close out. It's still hot, but there's the promise of a cool fall headed our way yeah we got the kids heading back into school it's sort back of, to school time yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah none of them really
1: should be no but, no they should not um, be but they but are they, but they are you know. yeah
0: and for a long time kids had to engage in a little back to school tradition and steve this is one of those things that i always heard about yeah but me being a homeschool. Never really got to find out about Steve. I don't know about going back to school. I live at the school. How can you go back if you never left? (laughs) That's
1: a good point.
0: (laughs) So, Steve, I say before we start reviewing the faculty, I'm going to need you to take me on a little trip to the Preview Palace here.
1: All right, everyone, take a seat, okay? This is me. I'm your teacher, Mr. Sproutling. You're I'm really gonna. Rambunctious. Uh, now listen here, you children. This is the Preview Palace. Welcome to it. <laughs> and Steve, as we're here in the Preview Palace,
0: I just want you to maybe broaden my worldview and fill in the gaps of my own history that don't really know about going back to school steve see i got ready to go back to school i've got my backpack Um, i'm using both straps to get good proper back support that way i'm not putting all the weight on one side
1: now you're already you're so far ahead do you think kids just come with backpacks yeah i thought they don't that's No, that's part of back to school. (laughs) Oh, my God, man. I know. See, this is how little I know, man. I know. They didn't just come with backpacks, these children. You got to go shopping for things. Wow. I always heard about this, and I would use this as an
0: opportunity as a young homeschooled man to head to the local walmart or whatever was close around and stock up on some pencils and markers and stuff like that for my art supplies yeah mm. so
1: you were like oh this is fun times to go and pick up some fun stuff well Pretty much. let me give you the experience that very few people will also agree with i imagine i loved that too I yeah. loved going and getting back to school supplies. I don't Hell know why. Yeah. I love notebooks. I love pens. I love pencils. I'm a huge fan of them. and I I'm always, a stationary guy. Yeah. I always wanted to go be involved in this. Now, I, I think a lot of people maybe will agree with the excitement of that, but most people probably weren't excited to get back to school. I was. So, the back to school shopping was big for the school supplies, but you also had to go bin... And get some new clothes. Oh, you got to get the fashions. Yeah, you can't be showing up with this shirt you wore last year, mostly because you've grown and it's a belly shirt now. Oh you, man, you got to get some fresh new fly clothes, right? So if I'm if I'm going back to school, I need to be
0: looking for one of those cool like um, uh, Mr. Ducks shirts or something mm, like that, right? Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe like a. a big johnson's t-shirt or like a no a no fear shirt something like that yeah
1: if you're an edgy eighth grader you get a big Johnson shirt sure maybe <laughs> maybe you know like the teacher doesn't get it so nobody calls you out on it but okay yeah i like that yeah i mean maybe you get a uh, a shirt my mom bought me this shirt and I, and i wish i still had it it had a, a a cool cat leaned back on a tree with some sunglasses on Oh, hell yeah. A little word bubble that said, I'm sick of school. Oh,
0: man. That's pretty badass. That's making a statement wearing that to school.
1: Especially for a kid who loves school. (laughs) (laughs) But Yeah, man. I remember so many times, like, uh, yeah, the back to school shopping, just like, I remember, like, uh, buying a backpack for because like in elementary school you don't like exactly need a backpack i think they do now but back when we were kids uh they were, you weren't taking books home like yeah i mean we
0: also didn't need to smoke when we were that young but of well we, we did
1: i mean it eased the tension when we were down in the mines working or on the totally. two mile uphill both ways walk to school Mm-hmm. that's right yeah yeah but yeah we didn't have to you're right uh, <laughs> but yeah like uh what was I saying? <laughs> getting a back and pack oh backpacks yeah i remember backpacks uh backpacks and trapper keepers were my like the thing i wanted the most i had this dope trapper keeper now did you ever have a trapper keeper ben
0: okay i was gonna get to this so yeah. trapper keepers were one of those things that i think honestly made me want to go to public school right because- just
1: to have one
0: yeah, because <laughs> I actually sort of inherited one from my older brother, because my older brother did go to school a couple of years more than me, like three years more than me, because he is three years older than me. Right. And uh, so he had a trapper keeper or two from his school days that I re-inherited and, you know, put, like, plain white paper and used as art notebooks uh-huh. for my drawings. Okay. And, dude, I, I just had a dream long ago of, of growing up to become the world's most prestigious and famous trapper keeper artist because <laughs> yes. there's nothing fucking cooler than the art they would put on a trapper keeper back in Dude. the day i wanted to be a part of that scene
1: yeah i i could absolutely see that being an art installment now because you know that that is i mean you know uh charles clary great artist he does the 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 paper carvings in the the vhs boxes Uh, gallery 1984 in la just has tons and tons of like this art that's dedicated to pop culture of the 80s and 90s like yeah i could see that trapper keeper art being an installment somewhere that'd be really cool mine was an understated uh red and black design that was kind of sleek on the outside on the inside i had the rad folders oh shit freak in the sheets yeah that's how I do
0: <laughs> from back in third
1: grade. all right <laughs> ass, dude.
0: Dude, and I'm sure the back to school traditions and stuff have not changed one iota. Oh, I'm sure that kids these days are still getting the keepers and stuff.
1: But there is one thing that I know hasn't changed about back to school shopping specifically, and that is having to buy stuff for the school you're going to because the government refuses to fund them. Oh, that's really cool yeah having to buy like kleenexes and and construction paper and shit you know so the teacher didn't have to pay out of their meager salary wow that's really awesome man so good thing we still got that going that tradition
0: yeah underfunded schools badass yeah
1: now let's get into some of the things that i think are maybe gonna clash with your homeschool upbringing i really want to use this as a way of also finding out more about ben Okay, I so like So one of the things that most of us are used to about school is having to get shots. Oh, like, like tequila shots, whiskey shots. Uh, yeah, kind of, except they like inoculate you from things. Mm,
0: I take whiskey shots every night to inoculate myself from my feelings. Oh,
1: <laughs> did you have that same experience like around the time when no. the semester would be starting up? And be like, uh-uh. Well, you gotta go get these shots.
0: No, no. My first like semester at community college at Walter State where we met, it was like, Well, before you go to school here you have to have shots and stuff and I was like <laughs> for what? <laughs> Why? Is this a college thing? Like I seriously didn't understand human
1: existence thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's called modern society, sir. Yeah. yeah, no, I totally did not have to do that. That was the first time that I'd had shots since I was probably fucking 6 years old or something. Wow. Yeah. You had to do this every year though?
1: Mm, um, not every year. I mean, some of them you had to get a few boosters, so it would be yeah, like for a few years there, it kind of just sticks in my mind as like, oh, got to go back to school. got to get this booster. Got to get this shot. Then, of course, there's there's another aspect of shopping, Ben, that I know you didn't have to deal with, and this right. is having to buy stuff from your school. Say from for instance, the school? Yeah, for gym class, uh, uh. having to buy your, your gym uniform and getting to find out what you get to wear for an hour a day five days a week but guess what that sounds like a blast you're all wearing it so ooh, very nice it kind of works but then there's always the rich kids who get better stuff and wear it and then we find out that the majority of the school districts is poor and some of them are assholes wow that (laughs) sounds like so much fun steve it's fun it's fun yeah (laughs) yeah the good times huh but This is also the back to school when you're coming back the best. The this is just I mean, it's it's not a tradition. It's just a natural occurrence. Getting back to school is seeing a ton of people you haven't seen in a while.
2: Okay,
1: Um, that sounds all right. That first day of school, it can be terrible, especially if you hate everybody at school. That makes sense. Maybe you're maybe you're a Stokely type. Oh, yeah. uh A little attitude problem, huh? Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, you're such a spaz or whatever, you know?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh maybe that's it. But mostly it's like, "Oh my gosh, my friends, uh it's an experience that you don't get to have a lot as an adult because like uh those sort of ancillary coincidental friendships don't happen as much. Like you True. got people at work, but most of us try to keep some sort of distance between work and regular life uh but at school it was just like oh my gosh i've got so many friends and getting back to them was just this real cool moment of getting to see people who you know you find out as an adult uh you don't retain that friendship but if you even thought about it for a second as a kid it was like oh we didn't see each other for three months and i didn't think about it yeah yeah totally yeah (laughs) but it is cool (laughs) to see you now
0: See, that's the thing. Is like I couldn't have had a more different experience than that because for me, whenever I went back to school, it was like, oh boy, back to school time. There's my mom and my brother again. <laughs> Guess they're still at this school. Okay, so who's you the principal graduated this year? Yet, it's right? Dad. Got it. All yep, right. still Dad. Principal
1: Dad. <laughs> principal Dad.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a movie. I want to play that part in a movie. Yeah. I need to write that movie, and I am in the movie as Principal Dad. Yep
1: that sounds great
0: (laughs) i mean this all sounds very exciting it sounds like i missed out on quite a lot
1: well not really no i mean honestly (laughs) it was really fun but um looking back on it it's it's just it's fun because we all experience it's fun because it's a shared um i guess a shared trauma share like we all went (laughs) through the same shit together yeah so It is nice to have that, I guess, but it also would be better if our school systems were better. You know what? That would be nice, huh? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, damn, man, I feel like my worldview has greatly been extended by this installment of the Preview Palace. Thank you for sharing the traditions, the gifts, the pageantry of all things back to school. I feel like I'm ready to get in that institution and get learnt. Oh
1: no no no! You can't. You, Billy Madison was a movie. I can't just go back. No 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 no. Have you? Did oh. you sign up already? I mean, yeah. Did they accept you? I mean, no. But I was just gonna show oh, up. Okay. Oh, okay. If they had accepted you, I was gonna say, well, I guess it's okay. But since <laughs> they didn't, yeah, you're gonna have to do like a like a Drew Barrymore undercover. I'm a T. I'm a child i guess you would say hello fellow young people i will (laughs) say jack just tell
0: them you're jack they'll get it yeah i'll I'll show up and just be like hey playstation am i right
1: (laughs) i just realized that if let's just say you were to go back to kindergarten right now and one of your teachers had recently graduated if you said to them i am jack they might not get what you're talking about that's fair.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: We're old.
0: We're old. You know hey. what, Steve? I
1: think just due to my my
0: lack of going back to school and my realization of my impending demise and my old age, I just feel like I need something to drown my sorrows in. Oh. Maybe like a, a liquid beer. Oh.
1: Oh yeah, let's do that too. Yeah. <laughs> a can
0: of liquid beer, Steve. Awesome. What do we got on for today?
1: We got an el segundo brewing <gasps> it's broken skull ranch ipa this is brewed with stone cold steve austin
0: cold stone cream austin
1: that's right yeah steve austin's broken skull ipa this was given to us by lamar who lamar. Uh, yeah i talked about it last year he came through last summer and dropped off some beers for us hung out for a little bit well, we did the same. This time, we sat uh, outside, on opposite sides of the table, on opposite ends of the table at Merchants of Beer. We had a few beers, but yeah, he brought us. Uh, he brought us some great stuff, and uh, we've got uh, yeah, a few that I'll have some stories about. But this is just. Oh boy steve austin's broken skull ipa because i had been saying i wanted to try it and i am so excited excited
0: because i've also been dying to try this obviously we love ourselves a cold stone cream austin and the fact
1: that the fact that he
0: made a beer extra cool points the fact that he made an ipa extreme cool points yeah
1: yeah yeah you would think it would be a lager or something like that no stone cold is not a basic man
0: no huh this is probably not the kind of beer that you could you know. Uh, grab two of smash on your forehead and spray all over your face. You probably want to sip this one instead. You
1: probably do want to sip on this one instead. Yeah. <laughs> what, if instead have,
0: of it- <laughs> what if, though, that was the whole gimmick is like they make these and they don't even put a perforation or a tab to open it on yeah, top. You
1: have to just slam it on your head. Yeah, the whole it. can
0: is just sealed. Yeah. That Well, that's why it's called Broken Skull IPA. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> you yeah. got to crush this fucking thing if you want to drink it.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> It says here, let's see, uh, a badass 6.7% IPA by Steve Austin and Elsa Gundo Brewing, blah, blah, blah. It features Citra, Cascade, and Chinook hops. Okay, I like Some all of those. Some of my favorite things yeah. right there.
0: It's a nice clear color, a nice amount of effervescence to it. Just yeah. a nice golden glass of goodness here. I'm excited to get into this thing right yeah.
1: here. Let me get me a sip on this.
0: See what that thing does for you there. See if it gives you a just a damn old stone cold stunner. Do you hear the glass breaking Ooh. as soon as you get that first sip? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jum, jim, 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 jim,
2: jim. <laughs> uh,
1: Man, that is, that is it, it's hoppy, but it's got like a real clean Ooh. finish. It's not like overly hoppy. Uh That's like It doesn't good. stick with you. It's just like a good, clean hop drink.
0: Clean is exactly the word I would use to describe it. It's got a mm-hmm. very light citrusy mm-hmm. sort of flavor in there, but it's not at all overpowering. Still tastes like it, a beer flavored beer to me.
1: It does. It actually almost tastes like a, a hoppy lager. Like mm-hmm. it's so easy like drinking. But yeah, good good hop to it. Smooth. Also stone cold.
0: Especially considering that this isn't like a overwhelmingly mega hopped beer that tastes like fucking blueberry cobbler or some shit. Right. Uh It's incredible that this is 6.7 and is that smooth. Oh, yeah. Like, it seems like that's not the kind of flavor that would be easy to hide alcohol behind. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'll tell El Segundo for sure. You need to work on that distribution. I do not know why this is not available all over the Southeast. People love Stone Cold Sea Boston.
0: Uh-huh, and we love drinking a co-beer, yeah. I'll tell you I that, mean, they'll man. be a
1: little bit scared of the IPA label, but I think they'll get into this. This is a drinkable IPA. This doesn't taste like a pine cone, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, no, not at all. It's not overwhelmingly just fucking palate-destroying. I feel like you could have this one with a fine meal
1: oh yeah yeah you can just be eating a burger or a steak or something with this
0: something Great. manly
1: so yeah better not eat anything <laughs> like fish yeah uh, yeah don't i probably, eat, I probably uh, wouldn't eat fish with this actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's really really good man thanks yeah. so much lamar, awesome. thanks, lamar for dropping those it looks like in the box of beers that you dropped off here there was a lot of other goodies in there oh that yeah I'm really no, excited no, to get yeah into. we
1: got a whole lot of stuff to look forward to including a warhead sour which, oh my god,
0: I'm so excited about yeah. that, dude. <laughs> That's gonna be awesome. I'll tell you what, this is this is my like basic bitch complaint about like quarantine and stuff like that. It's like obviously yeah, it's like I, I miss going to the gym and the movie theater yeah. and shit like that. But you know the thing that like I really miss the most, I think, that just kinda like hit me recently. Well, probably not more than the gym, but something that I really miss <laughs> in general. Is dude like going to a bar yeah. and ordering a beer and getting it in a glass, a glass oh, yeah, of yeah. straight out of the tap beer. Like I'll go to the outdoor patios and stuff, like Merchant's of Beer, yeah, you know, in Knoxville and stuff, and set out on the patio, and they bring you a plastic cup. And plastic I cup, understand, yeah. which makes sense. Although, yeah, you know what? Less it handling. doesn't. It it doesn't. It doesn't because I mean, those sanitizers you run glasses through get like yeah. a billion fucking degrees. So that's true.
1: Yeah, and if if somebody coughs on a plastic cup. Nobody's going to wash it. Like, if it yeah. just gets incidental, breathe on it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, see I miss what you're having a there. glass.
0: I feel like fucking Jack Nicholson in The Shining. A glass of beer. <laughs> a glass of beer. Yeah. I miss that, man. Yeah. All right, Steve. We're here today to talk about Le Faculty. Le Faculty. Oh. 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 Welcome it's to from our 1998. school. Oh, Beaubaton. Oh. oh. <laughs>
1: this is made by of course the frenchman robert rodriguez (laughs) we
0: call him bob rod Uh Rod. (laughs) and dude this is the first time that i have ever seen this movie we've talked about Uh, it Mm -hmm. a bunch of times on the podcast it's just kind of come up in conversation and uh it's one of those that i wanted to hold off on watching because i knew eventually we'd do it on the show and then our boy tim stone just goes out and fucking hits a home run and lands it right in our laps. Yeah, hell yeah. But I'm, I assume I'm this excited. is not the first time
1: you saw it, right? No, it is not. I, yeah, I saw it back in the day. This is just one of those that was, you know, amongst the crop of Scream and um uh, Urban Legend and things like that, so uh, it, obviously I was going to watch it, but yeah. this was different. I remember this stuck out, whereas, mm-hmm. like, I... You know we've done urban legend I hate that movie I think it's terrible uh, <laughs> scream I love those movies but like mo- most movies that are sort of scream rip-offs are doing the same thing scream did Eh, kind of boring and don't have much to them but this one which very much I mean this is a dimension film is very much going off the scream sort of format even written by Kevin Williamson who wrote scream uh is different in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, so it is. sticks out, and it, it has more to it, I think, than a lot of those others.
0: It, that's the surprising thing about this for me, is like in my head, I totally had this lumped in, um, like you said, with good reason, with I Know What You Did Last Summer, yeah. and mm-hmm. all those kinds of movies and stuff, and whenever it kicks off, it very much feels like, okay, I know this vibe, I know exactly what this, this scene is, I know yep. all these actors, and this soundtrack, and yada yada. So I kind of thought I knew what I was getting in for. I knew nothing about this movie. I thought it was going to be another, like, okay, one of these kids is the killer or whatever. Right. And Which, then, it, I
1: mean, it kind of is that. Kind except of, I guess. Uh, one of these kids is a gigantic alien creature. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was surprised by, like, how quickly, right out of the gate, it gets into, like, oh, no, you're watching an alien movie right yeah. now. This, this is, is like a body aliens. snatcher, yeah. pod people, alien mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And I was absolutely not expecting that but it did automatically make me more interested in this and more focused on this than i would have been if it was another you know pseudo giallo 90s black glove killer movie yeah uh this is just not what i was expecting and
1: uh
0: i don't know i had some good things about it had some bad things about it. yeah
1: yeah i think you know i have some nostalgia for it that uh that broke a little uh on my most recent watching of it that which is good makes it uh, easier to talk about it uh instead of just being like no it's so cool um i i can say for surety there are some real problems but knowing what it meant in 1998 like the shift that it kind of was even though it's just it's a minor twist was a big deal making it really stand out as being one of the more important late 90s horror movies even though now, yeah, I could see a, a good number of problems with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I was just surprised to see that it was a non-human yeah. enemy in this, you know? Right. Uh, and there is just a fuck ton of people <laughs> that we all know yes. that were involved in the making. It's like you said, the guy that fucking wrote Scream.
1: Yeah, and Devin he also did,
0: did he also do, I know what you did last summer, is that right? He
1: did. Uh, yeah. Ben, let me just... <laughs> I need you to imagine this world because this is Kevin Williamson's world
0: in a world where Kevin, a world
1: where Kevin Williamson is a nobody who wrote a script of a movie that might be something. (laughs) 1996 when scream came out, Kevin Williamson was nobody by 2000. Kevin Williamson had uh, written and produced five movies he had directed teaching mrs tingle he had created dawson's creek and wasteland two television shows one of which lasted for several seasons jeez man i mean seriously like when you think about the mid late 90s yeah he
0: wrote it like he wrote yep. the mid late 90s yeah. H- everything because it's not just 20 it's not just uh, movies, i know what you, you did know?
1: last summer scream yeah yeah like yeah the dawson's creek bit uh, yeah he he's his tendrils were in everything like people that were in stuff he did got into the movies that were trying to duplicate what he did (laughs) because they were like well get one of those kids because of course uh so yeah like they were trying to duplicate everything about scream and a lot of that duplication is uh dimension it is miramax being like okay we got a formula let's run with it but then of course things like urban legend and all those others are uh I know what you did last summer, that's I think Columbia. Like these are other studios trying to duplicate what Miramax is doing.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and speaking yeah. of Miramax, we have to do our customary
1: Yeah f- fuck, fuck, fuck the here.
0: Weinsteins.
1: Well yeah like I think we've said it every time, but yeah. What I mean what the fuck? Come on, guys. Yeah uh, exactly. I can't resist uh, an urge just to talk shit about it for any reason. Fuck them. Yeah. Um but this is directed also by Robert Rodriguez, who is yeah, hot dude. at the time. Like he had done, uh, you know, uh, Dust, uh, til Dawn, well, or Dust Till Dawn, Mariachi. Mariachi, yeah. He had, done, he had done those up to this point. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, it just happened a couple of years before this. So, he, yeah, he's hot at the time. And then this uh, did pretty well. And then he did Spy Kids, which then got him into the that sort of Spy Kids thing for a while. Which actually boosted his profile because those movies made a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, and
0: this is during that time period where, you know, Miramax was really working hard to get the voice of that generation's filmmakers yeah. all in yeah. one staple. I mean, from Kevin Smith to Quentin Tarantino yep. to Robert Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Again, it's like if if Kevin, what's his name that wrote this? Uh, Kevin Williamson. Williamson. If he if he wrote the mid late '90s, then those guys directed the mid late '90s. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they made they made the the sort of like pinnacle that all those movies were trying to duplicate but, but mm-hmm. never could. Like nobody could make a movie as cool as from Dust Till Dawn for a while. Like everybody was just in awe of how cool Robert Rodriguez was as a director, how cool Quentin Tarantino was. It took a while for people to figure out how to do what they were doing.
0: Yeah, totally. Which
1: was, in a lot of ways, just homage and uh, making do with low budgets.
0: <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Something that Rodriguez is really known for, right? Yeah. And i got to say, though, man, like, if I didn't know that this was a Rodriguez movie, I don't yeah. think I would have been like, this is a really Rodriguez-y director. I this would movie say, feels yeah. very de-stylized for him yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's got some coolness, like some of those slick sort of moments to it, but it's mostly, yeah, not not uh not as Rodriguezy as you would expect.
0: No. Huh, uh, I didn't think so.
1: But yeah, I I would say maybe that is uh in some ways like I know that uh, Miramax wanted Kevin Williamson to direct this. Um and he he turned them down and I, I guess maybe robert rodriguez was taking it more as a job and less of a his sort of uh, picture because like i know with with from dusk till dawn it's it's extreme i mean that's just two years before this it's extremely robert rog- rodriguez it's so is Spy oh, yeah. Kids. like mm-hmm. maybe he was just uh, like oh, i just need to work on something right now and and yeah I, I would say you're right it doesn't have as much of a robert rodriguez feel to it as any of his other movies
0: yeah, but I mean, that's also, too, because so much of the Rodriguez feel is like him doing everything, like him right, getting yeah. his favorite actors and stuff in it, him getting his soundtrack well, I mean, and stuff in the movie. Like, And this movie just doesn't really have any of those things.
1: I think, uh, well, you got Selma Hayek in for sure, I would imagine. Oh, and also,
0: too, like towards the, the first of the movie where, um, shit, there's a close up of like a Latina girl sitting on a stoop. She's like kind of punk or goth looking. Yeah, yeah, the girl with the, the nose ring. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like his... Fuck, is it like sister, nephew, niece, somebody? Oh, is is that, like, that, he's related <laughs> to her. I said nephew. That's funny. That's his nephew. That girl's that's his nephew. nephew. Oh, yeah. okay. No, that's some family member of his, apparently. Oh,
1: that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, like, looking at the names in this, that they're connected to like so many people in this were either in she's all that or, um, fuck. What's the, the other one? Oh, why can't I think of it? Uh, can't hardly wait. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many people involved in this are in she's all that or can't hardly wait or other movies, uh, like that. Like, but, but they're all early in their career. So it's like the, it's almost like Miramax just picked the who's who of who they thought would be somebody and they kind of yeah. nailed it with most of them. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: they actually did. They should have bought a lottery yeah. ticket the day they cast this fucking movie because they were yeah. kind of right all over the place. And this yeah. is a lot of returning faces and names for the podcast. I mean, I was thinking about oh, yeah. it and I was like, mm-hmm. we've done, um, you know, Planet Terror and right. Dustal Dawn yeah. by Robert yeah. Rodriguez. We've covered Lord of the Rings with Elijah Wood. We've done. Uh-huh. Thirty Days of Night with Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, yeah. Uh, there's a couple other in here that overlapped like that too. Yeah, there
1: are. Yeah, they're they're definitely. I I saw a few, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Piper Laurie was the mom and Carrie. There we go. Which yep. done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Who, who We've talked about in? Fraser a lot,
0: and Lilith is
1: in this. Oh yeah, that's true. We have talked about <laughs> Fraser a lot, and Lilith is in this, and I didn't realize, um, like, when I was a kid i thought lilith was supposed to not be hot and then when i saw this movie as a teenager i was like wait lilith's hot yeah hold on yeah, a second <laughs> totally right yeah um yeah uh who else was in this though that, that was in something else um selma hayek is also in from Dust till dawn and yeah oh we've also done ta- this this is a little surprise to me i just did not realize but you know the the couple that's always fighting in the background? the one Yeah, where the, the whole movie. They're
0: just like yeah. fucking tearing each other up. What's up yeah, with that? So,
1: so the boyfriend in that is the guy who plays the Skeet Ulrich role in Scary Movie. What? <laughs> what? I was like, dude, what? And the girl is Summer Phoenix. Joaquin and, and uh, River Phoenix's sister. What the fuck? yeah so i imagine again this might be a robert rodriguez like oh these are just friends of mine thing and like, just
0: sticking them in there in like yeah, very minor yeah. unobtrusive roles
1: yeah so while it doesn't like it doesn't gleam as a robert rodriguez movie i think there's still some little touches there but yeah but that's yeah, a very rodriguez is, move yeah it is really um i think in a lot of ways like uh the weinstein's probably trying to capture coolness basically like they're like okay we'll get Robert Rodriguez we'll get Kevin Williamson we'll get all these people we know that are up and coming and have been in these roles that have been cool we'll try to just make this movie cool and I think it worked in 1998 and then watching it now and listening to it like listening to what they say (laughs) and seeing how the story progresses I'm like (laughs) oh it's really it's not cool it did capture a moment but it's not like a it's not a moment that is evergreen it's not always gonna be cool it's yeah uh, it's really not as cool as i remember and and a lot of the stuff a lot of the dialogue to me is just oh yeah there's some pretty dreadful mm, stuff in there man It's rough yeah (laughs) I, i still have a lot of love for this movie
0: well the thing about it is though is like if you came to me and told me hey there's a movie that you've never seen that is like a combination of Body Snatchers, The Thing, and The Breakfast Club. Right. Sounds I'd be great. like, uh, why am I not watching that right yeah. now? And that really is exactly what this movie is. It kind of does ape the whole, you know, um, the people that you know might not be the people you know. They could be yeah. aliens in disguise. Plus, there's yeah. the whole suspicion of who is the alien. But then there's also all these little character archetypes in the high school framework of The Breakfast Club. Like, Right. it's such an ideal fun setup i think it could have been more fun
1: definitely yeah. but on
0: paper that's a winning combination
1: oh uh, yeah on paper it's a winning combination for sure and it, it definitely did win at the time like it stuck with so many of us i've heard so many people say like oh the faculty like i loved that movie uh and i i don't want to ruin that for anybody i don't think uh, and i don't think anything i'm going to say will do that because honestly um, uh, you said Breakfast Club. People still love the Breakfast Club. The most recent time I watched the Breakfast Club, I was like, oh, this dialogue. Yeah, and <laughs> there's also like,
0: some real problematic shit in that. Yeah, <laughs> there is. But
1: the Breakfast Club explores character in a, a, a way that still works, whereas this doesn't... <laughs> like, this does not get into any depth of character at all. In fact, I'd say some of the characters are kind of interchangeable and don't really have like i mean other than southern what are what are the others characters we got the guy who is uh cool a rebel and smart he's <laughs> all of those things yeah he's
0: kind of a little bit of everything yeah uh we've got the the nerdy guy elijah the, wood
1: the nerdy guy who's not necessarily smart
0: yeah he's nerdy
1: true. because he is he's like, shy I guess. Oh, you don't see him being very shy. Every time he's talking to one of the people involved, he seems to talk, speak his mind. I That's true. Yeah. Don't know uh, why We he's also have the new girl in school who has borrowed Clarice Starling's southern accent. She did. She was like, I'll take that for a second. Hello, Can you turn, just, can Clarice you turn that Starling? on yourself, Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> Her accent is so dead yeah. on, just
0: like Jodie Foster's, dude.
1: <laughs> I... I I don't know if she is Southern, though. I think, actually, she might be. I don't want to don't say know. for sure. Because I know, I, I think in Dead Like Me, she also does a Southern accent. Oh, Dead really? Dead Like Me was a pretty cool show. Huh. Uh, nope, she is from Canada. So, yeah, oh. you're right. Holy shit, man. <laughs> huh,
0: she's going all Shania Twain on us here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she is. we've also got of course the bitchy popular faux cheerleader girl in here
1: yeah Jordana brewster uh who was the soap opera actress before oh, this uh, okay but also well known for being in the fast and the furious franchise uh ah, yeah yeah uh she her character is Head cheerleader who is also the editor of the school newspaper and also just mean to everybody.
0: Yeah, seems that way. Mm-hmm. But uh. you know what, Steve? Really, at the end of the day, she's a bitch. She's a right. mother. She's a child. Yeah. She's a lover. She's a she's a, she's a sinner and, and a saint.
1: A saint. <laughs> she doesn't feel ashamed. <laughs>
0: i love that everyone under 30 listening has no fucking idea what yeah. we're talking about
1: and then <laughs> everybody Google. over 30 just it's paused to blast that song <laughs> hang on gotta listen to that song again <laughs> real quick here yeah turn down <laughs> Brewster. i mean uh you know it, I, I don't think any of these actors do a bad job i think they all do a good job they proved yeah. that they are good uh it's just that the characters are like couldn't they have made stokely the editor of the newspaper
0: Instead of the real-life lesbian playing a straight girl pretending Uh, to be a lesbian. Can you imagine how hard that (laughs) had to
1: be for Clea Duvall? She has to play a character who pretends to be a lesbian so people will leave her alone. Like also, too, like, dude, getting the direction of, you know, be all mean to men like lesbians are.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, that's the direction what? that
1: she probably got. Don't worry, a man will come along and cure you of your desire to wear black. <laughs> what? <laughs> that does happen. It does happen. <laughs> I mean, the the most shoehorned part of the ending to me was Elijah Wood and Jordana Brewster being a Why? couple. I was Why? like, no. Dude, the ending happen. of
0: this movie made... No
1: fucking sense. I can see it's like that suddenly everybody's real life happening up. because Elijah Wood's a successful actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in in this case, I can't see Jordana Brewster, who looks like a gorgeous model, being mm-hmm. like I'm going to get with this guy for some reason.
0: This guy has a camera around his
1: neck all the yeah, time. Yeah, who has no personality
0: except I'm a nerd, guys, huh? <laughs> Dude, it makes no sense. At the end of the movie when it shows that they're like a happy couple or whatever, Like there was no indication at any point over the whole course of the movie that she was ever into him or like,
1: no, nice to him or he was into her or anything. It was just like, they're a couple because it's the end of the movie. Bye. I haven't seen it a lot of times. I would say, I think they do put some small flirtations in coming from him that I guess if you try to read her as flirting back, you could, but she's talking to him the same way she talks to everybody. So she could be flirting with everybody. If that's, yeah. <laughs> if that's flirting, I, I don't know. Uh, Dude,
0: but that's not more puzzling than the other relationship that we get where <laughs> I guess it somehow just becomes socially acceptable and okay for Josh Hartnett uh-huh. to be just in an open relationship with Fomka Phoenix, yeah. Yeah. who's there like watching football practice, fucking yeah. winking and smiling at him and stuff. And it's and just he, like, for oh, you know, Johnny, our quarterback now yeah and then everybody yeah. on the team is like you know johnny the quarterback who fucks that teacher at school right blah 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 like what the fuck is going on
1: there you know the 19 year old drug dealer that up until a month ago was in no way involved with sports yeah yeah he's what? playing football now oh and guess what fucking Farm jensen who's a teacher here <laughs> what <laughs> How is I, that a, a happy ending for
0: this guy? I don't, I don't get it, man. I mean, yeah. I, I, so, but then again, this is also kind of probably in that age where it was yeah. just like, oh, this hot teacher fucked one of her students. Nice.
1: Uh, yeah. This is this is the year after Mary Kay Letourneau, uh, Ooh, which was ugh. the big high profile '90s teacher fucking a 12 year old, uh, raping a 12 year old yeah uh, let's be honest type of stories yeah and yeah i remember i was in high school and uh we all joked around what if it was this teacher well i mean <laughs> we didn't have a teacher in our high school that everybody was like i don't want to have sex with that teacher which is an unfortunate experience to not get. That's another tradition of back to school. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Which of the teachers we'll are we going to want to this year? year? <laughs> yeah. God, humans are weird. But yeah, now as uh, an adult, it would be like, oh, that would have been a bad thing. Can you imagine? Like, this, <laughs> the stunted adult that has sex with yeah. a teenager? Yeah. Mm,
0: weird. Mm, be good. No.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, I think it's playing with that Mary Kay Letourneau thing uh and it's doing that like ha 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 we'd all like that.
0: Did did I miss something or did we not see her severed head crawling around as a spider like 10
1: minutes earlier yeah. in the movie? Yeah. Well, the I mean, She I, got better? I I can I can get with that. I mean, uh if the aliens can heal the body, then why would she be dead? Because she's her head she's was really off. Yeah, but the the alien creature it doesn't kill the alien creature, and I guess it could heal the body back. Obviously, since it did. I guess, and they all like it yeah but there's i mean there's question there i mean like when at the end elijah wood has those worms crawling into him and then they all just fall out and then his face is fine like he'd have huge gashes it, it, that's it's true like the premise is that the alien can heal them up quickly but the alien's not in him anymore so he's just got his regular old healing to do hmm. unless he's a wolverine oh yeah that's possible yeah it's possible
0: hmm well, I'm glad her head came back. That's yeah.
1: <laughs> convenient. It was convenient for her head to come back. I mean, Do you think
0: they ever sit down and talk about like, hey, you remember when your head was off? Yeah, that's
1: crazy. I wonder if she does remember. Boy, that'd be wild, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would talk about that a lot if that were the case. My wife's head was off once, I'd say. <laughs> oh, also she was my teacher in high school. <laughs> anyway back to my wife's head being off like Wait, you start with what, the wife's head off <laughs> <laughs> well you got to start with the wife's head off so when you say that she was your teacher in high school they're like no 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 but the head thing yeah like it's like a, <laughs> more about that please yeah shock and awe so they don't really absorb the fact that a 19 year old and i don't know 20 something how old was five good here maybe i don't know 22 23
0: i don't know Dude, I'll tell you this, though. I do think there's just too many darn characters in this movie. Yeah, there are a lot.
1: There are a lot. Yeah, I mean, we have, we have, uh, what, like five teachers? Yeah. Well, I guess some Hayek's not a teacher, but, you know, five of them. And then you've got. How many kids are there? Like six or seven? Yeah, there's like six or seven kids plus Usher. Uh, plus ursher that's right yeah, ushers in there giving everybody herpes mm-hmm. uh who else oh we got the parents so you know shooter mcgavin comes in i guess after his yep. morning breakfast of shit <laughs> yeah that's right you eat shit for breakfast and then of course <laughs> uh 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 alleged rapist danny masterson oh uh confirmed scientologist so
0: oh very cool
1: yeah Yeah. but in in uh, he has been arrested just last month for three counts of rape so i'm gonna go with rapist i'm gonna go with fuck that guy yeah but yeah you're right there's so many characters in this and i mean who i mean not many people die but some people do die yeah,
0: yeah. There's right? a couple deaths
1: and stuff in there. Oh yeah, and yeah. John
0: Stewart too. <laughs> yeah,
1: John. Yes, John Stewart with a, a ill-advised goatee. It just
0: does not work for him. No, man.
1: it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. I mean, it's this not is not the look. This is crazy though. Like just looking at the IMDb's of all these people, this is the year before he gets the Daily Show. Like, oh wow. So like, this is the John Stewart we could have if he had never gotten the Daily Show. He we, I mean, think of the roles he did. He did this. He did uh, Big Daddy, like mm, half. We could have in never that. known how awesome John Stewart is if he hadn't gotten The Daily Show. That's true, man. Yeah. That's very, very true, huh?
0: But yeah, overall, like, there's a lot of these characters, and I get that they were going for. I think kind of a, a little bit of a reversal of the archetypes that we saw in like the Breakfast Club, because yeah. you know, as, as we know, even though those kinds of roles of the jock, the cheerleader, the artist, the goth, sure. whatever,
1: those can't exist. Yeah,
0: even though we know of those from movies and stuff like that, it's like oftentimes when you get to know those people in real yeah, life, they're, they're not like that. they're not that yeah. one dimensional. Yeah,
1: some people know? are. Some people really buy sure. into that for sure. I mean, from my experience, though. Uh, somebody uh played sports and also hung out with the metal kids and uh, smoked a lot of weed uh i I knew a lot of people across the gamut there are very few people that i would say fit any sort of archetype so yeah it yeah it's it's you already sort of lose out in having characters like that by 1998 like i think scream had more compelling characters right like screams characters each had some sort of personality
0: yeah like, and they were a little less pigeonholed into being one box yeah. or, or another you know yeah
1: so yeah i think by 1998 we should have a little more character development i mean spread out some of that stuff i mean I, I, josh hartnett can be handsome and smart that's fine but why does he why is he also the rebel drug dealer
0: yeah that's kind of the thing about this that the more i thought about it the more i realized like it had to have been on purpose that they took these things that look like very surface level character archetypes and then over the course of the movie everybody kind of reverses their character archetype in some way like for example elijah wood the shy camera kid is the guy that gets the big action yeah Quippy he's the hero. line uh-huh. beat at the end yeah. yeah i mean we've got well even the jock wants to be the nerd he wants to quit playing sports and stuff yeah. like that you yeah. know all he's trying to do is to quit the swim team and football and blah 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 um our and the popular head cheerleader, cheerleader doesn't
1: want to be with the the jock she wants to be with the nerd yeah. right yeah, exactly yeah. so it's but like she it like wants reversals. to be with whoever gets all the attention but yeah i see what you're saying it is everybody is kind of yeah, because very much uh stokely at the end is a completely different person
0: that makes no sense yeah, like, makes that's no the reversal sense, yeah. where it's
1: just like okay
0: so your arc reversal is that you just denied everybody who you were the whole movie
1: yeah yeah it's a good weird. story arc cool yeah but it, i mean it do, it does work too with finding out that the person who basically started it all the queen of the aliens is this sweet person who's been accepting and loving and and really like just a good person the whole time?
0: I mean, so, I don't know. I, I think that that whole arc with her character is there to sow distrust among aliens, people from other counties. <gasps> Go back
1: to where you come from. You're an alien. I know it. <laughs> you you are not from this county. Your I'm McDonald's trusting. is not across the street from your Walmart. How am I supposed to get around? Mm-hmm, that's right that's right <laughs> yeah uh, i d- i do think i mean you know anytime you're doing invasion of the body snatchers you're you're talking about the fears of uh both uh a change in ideology in your government or a change in uh, uh racial dominance in a country so when you present that element, like what what is this alien representing for us? Like, is she is she the uh, is she communism? Are we supposed to be scared of communism? Is she uh, the, the Latin American integration or uh, uh, immigration? Is that what we're worried about? Like, what is the alien representing in this?
0: Right, you know, and that's an interesting point too, because especially considering we we're just talking about those character archetypes not really being on the inside the way they might appear on the outside yeah even that in itself is kind of a a pod person body snatcher yeah you know fear typically but in this it's kind of presented as a positive where it's like yeah "Yeah, this person looks like this on the outside but it's actually a different person on the inside yeah like that that in itself is kind of like even a soft pod person reveal that these characters aren't who we think they are you know yeah only it's done in a positive sort of way
1: it is yeah and it's more of a yeah it's more of a teenage coming of age type of story in that way breakfast club style uh so yeah then uh the alien like the problem is that the mask the alien uh is putting on is accepting Mm -hmm. when what it wants is conformity so that's what i think is ultimately that's the 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 book is conformity yeah conformity
0: yeah because especially too like the notion of setting A movie like this in this you know pod person style in a high school is such a perfect setting because you know conformity and fitting in and all that kind of thing is uh, from what i understand (laughs) very present in the public school system and stuff so sure
1: Sure it is yeah the notion
0: to set a a you know body snatcher movie in a high school i think is really really good actually i think that's every bit as good as you know, the, the, the things premise of a body snatcher movie set on this Arctic base where all these guys are trapped in a little, you know, base with each other trying to figure out who's the alien and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, this is strong. I think strong. That's good.
1: I think this is strong on idea, but not in execution in a lot of ways, but still I executed well, but just not not to the point where it where it really makes many of the points that it's trying to.
0: I think so, too, man. This is yeah. one of those ones where if somebody was like, yeah, we're going to take another swing at the faculty, I think I would actually be like, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, 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 because yeah, uh-huh. the first one was more of a, you know, more of a bunt, really, because again, yeah. it's like using what I said earlier about like, it's the thing plus the breakfast club in a high school. It's about conformity. I'm like, fuck, yeah, sign me yeah, up. That's, that's interesting. a great yeah. idea. I, I do think they could have just taken a lot of these ideas and themes further, though. Yeah
1: yeah it it doesn't it doesn't ever get deep enough so like the the scenes like where they're basically duplicating the thing with with the drug Um, oh
0: man yeah very heavy-handed that whole scene of like we all got to do this thing to prove that none of us is alien you're like okay so exactly like the thing got it
1: yeah And, and the thing is that's fine it's fine to do this alien thing but the problem is What you've done instead of setting up the tension like the thing does and then developing the tension through character so that when we get to that scene the tension's already there this movie fails at that so when we're in the scene basically they're like was okay so we should have everybody do this drug to prove you're not an alien everybody's like yeah and then he's like all right and then everyone individually says not me though, and here's why <laughs>
0: I can't do this drug. Yeah, because and it's like, these reasons.
1: It's like there's no tension there. It's like, oh, okay, I get. We're trying to find out is one of us an alien, but like, I'm not even buying into the idea that one of them is. Yeah, yeah, because like in the thing, it's like one of them has to be with them. It's like, well, one of them doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah, they they're in a school. There's like hundreds aliens. of kids there. Yes. Yeah, so, that yeah, scene, just man, failed. just felt very heavy handed. And I swear to God, it's got to be like realistically so like 12 to 15 it's minutes so long. long. Yeah. And really, yeah. honestly, too, I mean, the things blood test scene is also very long. But yeah. that movie, as we discussed when we reviewed it, yeah. the tensions there, the claustrophobia, yep. the fact that there is no escape, even if, mm-hmm. you know you wanted to get away you can't you're in the fucking fucking arctic
1: you know and you know that the result is going to definitely be that one of them is infected like yeah the odds are movie, there the movie just sets this up in the scene suddenly it's like okay suddenly we're pretty sure one of us is an alien probably right
0: <laughs> yeah but there I is guess. a possibility that among the hundreds of kids at our school one of us might be of this group uh-huh. of six or seven people so let's spend a long time deliberating and taking jesse spano caffeine
1: pills because we're so excited (laughs) we're so scared listen emily and i were talking about this last night there there's no recreational use for caffeine aside from the ways you already get it like taking (laughs) way more caffeine than you normally would take is not a good time it's not fun
0: Hmm. And it's know. not, like, the same as, like, fucking cocaine or something like that. That's no. a true upper. Yeah.
1: So, I, I listen, movies. Let's Two tropes we have to get rid of. One of those tropes is making up a drug. Just yeah. don't. Oh, yeah, there's always that. In this movie, it's scat. Yeah, <laughs> just don't. It's I shit. I thought maybe that was Jinkum. It shit. You know, like, if it, it's it scat, maybe it's yeah.
0: Jinkum. It's just a bag of his yeah. own piss Here and shit go. that's been fuming <laughs> up for days. <laughs> if you don't know but, what i'm talking about don't google jinkum you don't even want yeah,
1: to yeah you do not don't too. yeah so that's a problem but my major problem in this scene is the concept of the chemistry prodigy now Dude, some people are just born with it man yeah may- maybe maybe it's maybelline who knows <laughs> but here's the thing there are certain things you can be a prodigy of. There are definitely geniuses who are very capable of learning certain subjects very easily. Sure. But this is a guy who is at best 19 goes to public school. So anything he's learned, he's learned on his own and doesn't seem to be trying too hard to learn this, but anytime something comes up he's the expert on the subject that's true and he knows how to put together these chemicals now seriously you set a musical prodigy in front of a piano you come back in an hour they'll probably be able to play something Mm -hmm. you set someone you think is a chemistry prodigy in front of a bunch of chemicals that they don't know they will get nothing out of it
0: yeah, it's like, here's some liquids and powders and stuff. Uh, yes. See what you can do with it. There That's is no logicking <laughs> your way through that. There's no prodigying no. your way no. towards a chemical reaction.
1: Chemistry is about well-documented knowledge of certain chemicals. Like It is not about knowledge that you could pull out of your brain out of nowhere from right. observing <laughs> the world around you. So there's no such thing as a chemistry prodigy. Nobody who... Uh, who doesn't know about a computer system can sit down at a computer and just hack that's just not a thing nobody is a computer prodigy you have to learn these things (laughs) i'm just saying like we got to get rid of these characters who are prodigies at things that you could not be a prodigy at some people are really (laughs) smart and good and learn those things early but it's not a prodigy it's just a person who focused on a thing and learned it like you learned guitar yeah you may be very good at it were you good at it immediately no exactly <laughs> hey but steve i
0: had the advantage of the fact that i was blessed
1: that's true Ble- oh yeah, blessed. That is like isn't that like the biggest insult it's when the biggest att- insult yeah, attribute yes. your talent to god when it's like yeah I am the one sitting down doing this like
0: yeah yeah you know a a gift by definition is something that someone gives you for nothing in return but I seem to recall tens of thousands of hours (laughs) that I spent on my own to get it I don't think that's a gift technically I think that that's something that you earned
1: yeah jamie lannister said that didn't he (laughs) wasn't that a thing he said probably yeah Yeah. sounds about right (laughs) it's not a gift i work at it yeah
0: he shredded a sword that's right
1: but yeah so that's that scene is rough for a lot of reasons for me uh and specifically it's just like okay like they all seemed to be on board with yeah that's right that's a good alien test yeah that's what we should (laughs) do all right but not me though yeah yeah wild. no no
0: no. i can't do it i got yeah. i got reasons i'm daring to resist drugs i'm
1: allergic i'm portuguese <laughs> how are you allergic to a thing you've never done that's yeah. not a thing
0: no i don't <laughs> and think that's a also thing.
1: the way it shows that she didn't do it everybody oh, would man. have seen everybody would
0: have fucking seen that <laughs> Yeah, there's that little replay thing at the end of like, oh, no, I flicked open the cap with my little titical finger and all the powder (laughs) fell out on the floor. It's like everybody was staring
1: when she did it. I understand. that. Didn't she do it last, I guess, because Jordana Brewster didn't do it. So I guess everybody else, the assumption would be, oh, they're on the drug. So they aren't paying attention, maybe. Really? Because like caffeine tends to make you hyper aware. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I am pretty sure they'd all be like, What the, what was you with your tentacle finger and all the powders all over you now? Wait a second.
0: Yeah, and in reality they all should have started talking like they were on Gilmore Girls. That's true. Yeah. All that fast talking, yep. all them quips and yep, pop culture that's references. True. <laughs> they should have sounded like Lorelei. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and also too i just don't understand how he can apparently be such a fucking genius and have a haircut that looks like goddamn simple jack
1: dude i don't know what they were going for and if it was uh uh dumb and dumber inspired or what what <laughs> like like there was that thing of like bed head for a while It was just like oh yeah. fucking
0: push pomade into your hair and just push it every which direction like you just rolled out of bed no, sure. he, he looked like his fucking mom cut hair his haircut. hair, yeah. and she was uh, probably blind.
1: <laughs> his blind mother cut his hair, and he's really proud of it. He's like, <laughs> yeah, my exactly. mom did it. Don't talk she about it. it. But also, too, like, is there sort of a pro-drugs message in this movie? <laughs> it does seem to hinge drugs on the existence the of drugs and how drugs will keep you from... Being a conformed alien monster,
0: right? Because at yeah. the end of the day, drugs are the winner.
1: Hey, man, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> You're just ahead of
0: the curve here, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like, here's the thing that I think about, though. You know, is that especially with the the conformity message, and and there's obviously some very heavy-handed use of Pink Floyd cover songs on the soundtrack that we'll talk about here in a second, too. But you know, obviously, the message of conformity and these teachers trying to make all the students into little clones of themselves and stuff is is very present in the movie I kind of do like that at the end of the day what you know saves our heroes at the end of the movie is a skill that this guy learned on his own like it's really more about like his skills that he learned outside of school and using his yeah. own natural talents as a chemistry prodigy yeah. are what mm-hmm. saved the day, not what he learned in school the same as everyone else. It's about our right. individual gifts, Steve.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very kind of Gen X sort of message where it's it's just like real important to let people know you can learn stuff outside of school, you know? <laughs> it's like oh the rest of us who've had the internet for a good portion of our life are like yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh you can that's yep it's true but in 1998 like to you had to tell an entire generation like yeah look i know school was boring but there actually is interesting stuff to learn Mm -hmm. and like yeah that, that that was i do remember the 90s reading books so much more because it was that desire to learn and also the internet not either not existing or not really existing in a way where you can get a whole lot of information out of it Mm -hmm. um reading was a big thing like it was and in some many ways a non-conforming thing so the message of this actually it, it does work so well for its time i just think it, it hasn't aged exactly very well because i think a lot of those concerns just aren't as present anymore like i don't know how much conformity is an issue anymore yeah i would think that like and, and again this is just fucking
0: two guys that haven't been. yeah in we don't have kids we how don't how go to school uh, so yeah <laughs> yeah but i would imagine yeah the existence of social media and even just the fact that being a nerd is cool now like the fact that yeah, everybody plays video games and some people yeah. play sports and it's just being an individual
1: is the thing now yeah yeah
0: so like maybe that's not as much of an issue as it was for us yeah. so maybe this is one of those movies where you know young kids would watch this now and completely not get it i don't know
1: yeah i mean the people you hear complaining about conformity now are the people calling everyone sheep for wearing masks oh, like, jesus
0: christ man
1: and it's a holdover from this 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 was their teenagehood this was them like growing up like conformity was the the big bugaboo like that was the thing to be afraid of and yeah i just don't think it's as big a worry anymore because people you can find your own niche audiences in your own groups and stuff very easily online and it can just be like oh well yeah i mean people at school don't do this but Thousands of other people do. Thousands other so. people
0: do. Yeah, this yeah. is not unusual for me to be into yeah. being
1: a furry or
0: whatever it is. Yeah, that you're whatever. Into, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it, I think it's probably less of an issue now. But I bet there's probably still some good bit of that. Uh, I mean, you know, children children are always going through that societal hierarchical learning sort of thing where they're trying, they're trying
0: to, to find who they are. You know, who
1: they are in the world and how they connect with other people and it's you know it's not until you get into adulthood that you really come to understand like oh none of, none of that is set in stone you can be who you want to be but you know as a kid a lot of that is learning like what what are the rules
0: Steve let's go back and talk about the drug of choice a little bit right here because what the kids mm-hmm. figure out is that oh yeah these aliens Unlike Mm -hmm. the aliens that we see in M. Night Shyamalan signs, they love themselves some Woda. They always got to be drinking. They ABD always (laughs) be drinking. They got to have themselves that H2O. And what they figure out is that caffeine is an extremely mild diuretic. So that should do the job, right?
1: Yeah, that'll do it. That'll dry them right out in a second. I mean, diuretics maybe this is a a, like connection to dianetics Ooh, i like where that's going yeah go ahead
0: (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing man it's like yeah like caffeine will dehydrate you a little bit but have you ever heard of this stuff called salt because i think that that extracts moisture way way more and is Mm -hmm. very plentiful and easily accessible
1: the chlorinated water of a pool uh, I looked you it know up last what? night. The pH of uh, pool water is, is going to dry you out more than caffeine. So. <laughs> you don't say, but at one yeah. point, the alien is in the pool and stuff. So. Yeah, completely immersed in the pool, yeah. Huh. Seems like that yeah, should have yeah, done it in. Yeah, I think they should have cut the bit about it being a diuretic. Like, they should just be like, I don't know why it works. That would have been fine. It works because there's
0: fucking shit in this. It's made out of rat poison yeah. and Drano and what yeah, the fuck that, ever. That's right? What
1: he could, yeah. That's all they had. He could have been like, oh, it's just caffeine and some some uh, household cleaners and stuff. And then they'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't know why it works, but it does. Yeah, it'll get you fucked up. <laughs> Guaranteed to jack you up. Yeah,
0: and the yeah. thing is, though, is like, honestly, again, this kind of goes into like, if there ever was a second swing at this, if the shit that that. Yeah, he was making and the kids' take and have to take to prove that they're not the aliens is some kind of tremendous fuck-you-up, like, super meth kind of shit. Uh Uh-huh. And they spend, you know, the last third of the movie basically hopped up on, like, PCP, out of their (laughs) minds, tripping balls. (laughs) Getting
1: wet.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: dude, like, adrenaline just going crazy and stuff the whole time. Now, that is a movie i would want to fucking see they're like ripping the aliens apart with their bare hands and shit
1: oh man their faces they're on
0: they're basically on bath salts it's basically just set in florida it's just another tuesday in florida it's a boring movie
1: (laughs) i mean is is it abc's of horror i believe it's abc's of horror it might be abc's of horror or death abc's of death 2 the the b is bath salts (laughs) <laughs> and you gotta you gotta see that short it's it's so funny uh hell yeah yeah that, yeah they that would have been amazing though to see them hopped up on drugs ripping an alien apart um yeah <laughs> i could i could deal with that for sure i'd be okay with that yeah the fact that it's like
0: caffeine which is sort of an inert element in this stuff that he's making yeah. and that's what shuts the aliens down is is kind of weak again i think that the ending of this movie just in general is kind
1: of weak yeah yeah i think so yeah the the overly hap a uh, happy ending it is a questionably happy ending for me but i think they're trying to say it's a happy ending uh um, yeah, yeah yeah it just doesn't work
0: but even all. like the last scenes where we end up with you know elijah wood as our our final boy and he's right being chased through the bleachers by the alien and uh-huh. stuff and then he yeah has a that classic like, you know, what is it? This will jack you up and then he stabs uh, yeah. it in the eye or whatever. Uh-huh. It's a little underwhelming, I think. I mean, there's it some is. cool parts to it, I guess. Like, I actually like the design of the Alien quite a lot. Oh, it yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I do it's kind of Lovecrafty.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the CG looks fine. It's not great, but it's 1998. And it they only spent $15 million on this. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah. But it, I, you know. It it does have some moments, like uh, say uh, the cutting off of the fingers looks great, but then the fingers crawling,
0: eh. not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, This is one of those movies where you do kind of have that juxtaposition of high level, great practical effects by Greg Nicotero and his crew Uh looking great, and then that's like right next door to
1: some early CGI that is not that fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, but it's okay. I mean. I, it's fun. It's got that Men in Black sort of feel to it. Is it does. what I thought. It kind of yeah. kind of reminded me of Men in Black, which was fine. Um, but yeah, it, I think yeah, it, you were saying if they decided to remake this movie, you wouldn't be too upset about it. I'm the same. I think you could improve the script, uh, get some improved CGI, but stick with that kind of design because the design is good. You're, I mean, the, you're right up the alley with Lovecraftian, like, we have no idea what this creature's planet is like from yeah. looking at it. Like, it's just like, what is this?
0: Yeah. It's like it, this alien fish creature thing that mm-hmm, can kind with of With tentacles evolve. and, yeah. Like, I like the design just fine, and I like the, the way it doesn't have eyes, so you're like, uh-huh. I don't know where this thing is looking or how yeah. it's seeing me. It's very alien-like in that way,
1: I guess. And it had those, like, those like feelers on the side of its mouth that it used to pull back its lips so its proboscis could come out, which isn't yeah. practical, but was cool. It was yeah, definitely it was pretty a cool, cool
0: bit. Yeah, yeah. I really like, too, there's that one scene where, like, right after they, you know, discover it or whatever, and Jon Stewart, like, puts it in the fish tank and... Mm-hmm goth girl like puts her hand on the fish tank and it extends those little like veins. Yeah, the little
1: tendrils. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tendrils out. And it like exactly mimics the shape of her hand. I was like, okay, that's actually pretty yeah, fucking cool. cool. I like the yeah. idea that it's subtly mimicking her form automatically. Yeah. Uh, that's like cool exposition without us sitting down with some scientist being like, listen, we've been tracking it for years. It mimics right. everything by using these tendril things and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, oh, okay. It shows it to you right there. It mimics the form that it's close to. Um, I like that about it. I think there's yeah. a lot of good things going on with the design, and, and like you said, like there's some great special effects scenes and kills and stuff in here. Even there at the first of the movie, where we get you know Lilith fighting for her life and she gets that like yeah. pencil through her hand and stuff. That's
1: awesome. Yeah, that's that a really great. Cool bit. Yeah uh john stewart getting fucking stabbed in the eye looks pretty oh, good oh man yeah that application worked really well like it, it just looked like he would actually been stabbed in the eye so uh yeah i think all the practical effects look great the cg of course a little dated is gonna be but it works for the film so yeah overall no complaints on on that side I'll tell you
0: one of the CG effects that looked really good to me that I actually had to like rewind twice where I was like, okay, that's actually really subtly done. That's cool. There's the part towards the end of the movie where the big alien monster is in the pool mm-hmm. and the the water is like kind of being darkened by, I guess just all the sludge on the creature or whatever. And it swims to one end of the pool and emerges oh, yeah. as the, the naked chick. Yes. That transition... Is that's like cool. shockingly yeah. well done. It's hard yeah. to tell where the alien creature ends and like the naked chick begins. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very well done.
1: Uh, yeah, I I liked that. I liked that transition a lot. Let's talk for a second about that soundtrack, dude. I'm confused by it a little bit. Not, yeah, not, me that too. I'm, not that I have a problem with it. That Offspring song is fine. Um, the it has. A few original. Pink Floyd cover. It has a bunch of covers. Lots of covers in here. Yeah. Creed covering Alice uh, Cooper, <laughs> which <laughs> mm, I can deal without. Yeah, 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 that
0: didn't need to happen. I don't think.
1: Yeah, but Ben, I was uh, impressed by a song on here, and then impressed to find out uh, who it came from. So the the wall, um. Uh, what am I trying to say Pink Floyd yeah Mm -hmm. the Pink Floyd cover another brick in the wall is by class of 99 Ben okay I had never
0: heard of this
1: who is class of 99 so I looked it up vocalist Lane Staley
0: oh from Alice in Chain
1: yeah lead guitarist Tom Morello oh from
0: Rage Against a Machine
1: yeah and then we got the drummer Stephen Perkins from Jane's Addiction Mm. Martin Lenoble from Porno for Pyros never uh, heard of any of these bands yeah so they apparently just formed to do this what that's it like <laughs> i never like, heard
0: about this like there's all those other 90s supergroups like temple of the dog and shit like that that we all know but yeah this i had never heard of
1: <laughs> yeah it's crazy so I, I don't know if anybody knows of any more class of 99 stuff i i'd like to know but uh pretty good cover of of another brick in the wall
0: i think so it's actually not all that bad i mean not shocking considering who's
1: involved yeah exactly lane staley great voice so i i I don't know why they went with that though why did they go with these covers of like 70s songs mostly it's like
0: not even relevant music for this time period they chose for like older
1: covers i'm not really sure about that now i'm not complaining about it because we when we talked about scream we specifically complained about how the music was very 90s but didn't really convey anything for the movie like <laughs> yeah i think i think some of this like another brick in the wall certainly works in theme with the movie but some of it's just like well we could get creed to do alice cooper what? and it'll
0: be nice why why <laughs> yeah that i'm not really sure about
1: yeah but anyway i i didn't hate it and then of course there's the 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 what do you call it the score stuff which yeah it's by the same
0: guy that did scream i guess so it makes sense that it's it's very hitchcocky it's very like high suspense orchestral score i like the original soundtrack parts a lot actually i thought it actually brought a lot of drama and a lot of tension to those scenes so i was okay with that uh
1: i i yeah i think that it it does just what it does in scream which is uh sets a good tone i mean the I think in Scream and Scream 2, maybe the score shines more than it does here because they are pushing a lot the soundtrack songs, but uh, it is good. It's really good. Yeah,
0: but not as good as the bevy of timeless, incredible insults that the people at this school (laughs) hurl at each other. It's a very aggro school they go to. Yeah, Yeah. so they're, they're throwing around... Just some fucking insults at each other that amused yeah. me so much. I had to document them to paper.
1: Steve, <laughs> I'm just serious. wondering, man.
0: Yeah, pissy, uh, pussy pukes. That's a pretty strong it one. It said
1: twice. Pussy pukes. It wow. said twice, Emily <laughs> noticed. So. Also, what do you know about blow dicks? You blow dicks. Yeah. Blow
0: dicks. What are they I'll tell you what, mean? though. I'd rather be called that than a piss wad or an <laughs> anal probe you piss wad you piss wad you're a wad of piss
1: a wad of piss. now let me just anybody out there right now if your piss comes out in wads get to the doctor
0: yeah seek medical attention
1: if you have gelatin piss uh mucusy piss any of that just go get it checked out that is bad and if
0: you don't you are as they say in this movie a tit bag tit, tit bags. bags that's one of the the insults thrown <laughs> yeah. around here as well tit bags oh, what the hell again yeah. like, yeah, there's I, that dialogue problem you're talking about <laughs> yeah
1: and this i mean so basically i i guess i should mention this this story was written by david wechter and bruce kimmel and then uh like uh miramax had bought it uh in like 90 or something and then they after kevin williamson did scream they were like you want to rewrite this script because they were going to do it so he's responsible for most of the dialogue and it really does feel like it was a rushed four years for him because yeah. he probably was just like well they'll take whatever i give them and this is as much time as i've got pisswad. here you go like <laughs> I, yeah i i think maybe Both people involved, maybe Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Williamson, didn't have as much investment into it, but it still does. I mean, it still does. It has a lot of it has a lot of Kevin Williamson to it. Like the dialogue, despite the fact that it a lot of times is just I I mean, pussy pukes. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it, but no one has ever said it. Um, no uh uh-uh, no I, but like it, it does have a whole lot of him to it it's just i don't know it feels like maybe he didn't have as much time with it because you know they wanted scream 2 immediately after scream and then scream 3 immediately after scream 2 so those four years were rushed for sure no
0: doubt man but you know what maybe these kids just learn how to talk so so nasty and vulgar Because they're all back home reading their hidden copies of Boob
1: Magazine. Boob Magazine. Lowercase b, uppercase o's, lowercase b. (laughs) Singular. Yeah. Boob. Boob Magazine. I read an article in Boob Magazine.
0: (laughs) I really enjoy thinking about what the content of Boob Magazine might be like and how Mm. maybe the tagline is like, these ladies shook one out. And it's just singular boob. Just you never get the set. You never get both.
1: Out. Exactly, yeah. man. Just just the one. Just the one. Yeah, I hmm. I mean, that's a very particular fetish.
0: <laughs> just just the one. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's also like another magazine called Cheek, and it's just like
1: half a butt. <laughs> 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 I mean, okay. Yeah, alright. I mean, I can see. Huh. And then you know what I'm
0: thinking about? I'm thinking about all the kids at home with their issue of boob or cheek magazine. (laughs) And what they do is they they hold it up to a mirror so they can get the mirror image of the other boob or butt cheek. (laughs) Now I I have boobs. Now I can see the whole pair.
1: Yeah, I outsmarted boob magazine.
0: (laughs) They won't let him print but the one boob because of the
1: decency clause. But
0: I've outsmarted them.
1: I like that that <laughs> is in two scenes, by the way. The dad is. is carrying it again later. Like, I guess he was looking at it. <laughs> hey, man, that guy's been
0: married a long time. He's doing new yeah, boob.
1: Yeah, that's true. And he's got golf to do because he's Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy has a million other things. but Yeah, he will no, no, he's Shooter shoot McGavin. Yeah, exactly.
0: But, that's all that I know him as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got to love yourself that boob magazine, man. I will say though, like, even though this doesn't really feel much like a Rodriguez movie, there were some shots and stuff in it that I thought were really fucking cool. Like I think that mm-hmm. scene where you've got the the football coach T one thousand and he's standing out there with all the football players in yeah, the rain. That's And great. the lightning flashes and you kind of see mm. the skull face on his face yeah. and the tendrils coming out. Fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and uh whenever Elijah Wood is running from the alien in like the the locker room and then under the the bleachers, like all of that. He's shot great action, just like the way that everything is just going to shit behind him as he's running.
0: Yeah, so totally. Cool. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Yeah, the the pacing of the movie I think is really good. Other than uh-huh. again the the faux the very thing long, scene. Yeah. Other than that, the pacing is great. Like, it really moves along very well and gives you enough character explanation and enough story progression to keep you interested without it really ever feeling like it's lagging at any point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the pacing of this movie is definitely a strong suit, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's definitely not hard to watch at all for me. Uh, I can imagine if somebody has never seen it and maybe didn't grow up in that era to get that. Yeah. Yeah it yeah it might not it might not hit but it definitely reminds me of so many other 90s films that i'm like yeah this is right in line with exactly what was happening at the time but it's it's different just slightly different enough that i'll always have a positive association with it
0: yeah totally and you know another thing too that sets it apart for me from a lot of those other movies that came out at that time is like You know, in all those other movies, whether it be I Know What You Did Last Summer or Scream or whatever, there's always that scene where, you know, the killer is like, yeah, and then I did this and I stalked you here and that was me behind the school bus that day, blah, blah, blah. There's not really a lot of explanation in this. It's like you said, we don't don't know where these things came from. They don't go to a... Um, let's say, a Native American reservation at the edge of the town where they tell them yeah, where that aliens <laughs> landed here a million years ago, like in fucking yeah. It or whatever. Like, uh-huh. there's never really any explanation for these things. We're not exactly sure about the the incubation period or right everything yeah. that it entails oh, yeah. that or is... anything like that.
1: Yeah, that that's a question I had because, like, it seems like, say, for instance, in that opening bit with Robert Patrick chasing B.B. New Earth, um, when she gets to the door, it seems like, and I I think this because specifically she is showing concern, I think she is still not changed into an alien yet because yeah. there's really no reason for for her to pretend to be concerned she could just be standing there staring at her like well you're gonna die no matter what uh so there is some sort of like incubation period that also i mean we also see with jordana brewster's character um delilah like we know we don't even know when she got infected or whatever with it no idea but you know she seems to be fine up to a point and then boom so the incubation period doesn't make much sense to me. Like, it's mm-hmm. all over the place. It seems to happen instantly with uh, Selma Hayek.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but in like, a way, it's like you could even say it is consistently inconsistent.
1: That's true. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, human bodies would uh, react differently. You, I mean, that happens in zombie movies as well, where somebody will turn. I mean, Train to Busan. Somebody will turn instantly. Yeah. Some people can sort of push it off. Resist like, it, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can can get with that. That's fine. Uh, Because they didn't go into it too much, as you were saying, like, because we don't get all this explanation and stuff, it's fine for it to be inconsistent because it's like, well, yeah, we don't know how it works. Maybe that's exactly how it's supposed to work. Uh, Yeah. yeah, And I like that they
0: went that route, too, rather than just, you know, spoon feeding us all this exposition and explanation as to where this thing came from, what its home planet is, why it's on earth, like yada yada. I'm surprised that they kept it as ambiguous as they did. Yeah.
1: yeah, Which was smart. Uh, I think this movie, the ambiguity to it is, is smart. And in fact, that's my problem with a lot of the lines is that they're subtext. Like whenever, whenever, um, Josh Harden Zeke, (laughs) whenever he's like, looking in the microscope or whatever and the southern girl says oh you know about this or whatever he says i'm complicated it's just like (laughs) yeah we got that like you don't need to say that part yeah that's a bad line just cut yeah no doubt man yeah
0: definitely not without its flaws yeah but i was pleasantly surprised overall with how this fits into that entire era of movies i mean It also shows some, I think, some writing chops from Kevin there that he doesn't just Mm -hmm. write the same old bunch of school kids, one of them's killing each other, yada, yada, kind of thing. Like, it shows that he has other interests in writing things that are sci-fi or monster-themed. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that's cool. It's good for him to diversify his portfolio like that. Yeah. I liked it more than I thought that I would. Like, I don't like it, you know, nearly as much as Scream or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm also not seeing it through the lens of of nostalgia yeah, because I didn't see it when it yeah. came out. You know, um, it's not something that I think is perfect by any means. I do think it deserves a better swing with more emphasis on the conformity aspects and the depth of those archetypes. And hell, even um,
1: bring back Robert Rodriguez and let him really Rodriguez the film up yeah
0: i'd be very okay with that man yeah let him go totally in with his style and his take on what this would be and uh let antonio banderas be the principal i'd be okay with that yes
1: all right (laughs) and danny trejo is a janitor or the football coach
0: yeah there we go
1: now we're talking man Do you got any
0: final thoughts uh grievances complaints praises (laughs) anything you want to heap on this
1: uh yeah no grievances um This, you know, the, the, as I've been saying, the dialogue is really a hindrance at times for me. Uh, I, I don't think, uh, its message stands up quite as much today, but it still was, uh, it was in 1998. It was a good message. Um, I, the acting it's great. I like all these people, Josh Hartnett. It's great to see Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood. This is right before, uh, Lord of the Rings so this is his transition basically from child actor to uh, adult actor uh, uh, I mean the performances are good the problems I have with it are really easily overlooked it can you can just sit and enjoy this movie I think like you can just turn it on and have a good time with it so uh, yeah I don't have any major problems with it but it's yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not as good a scream. It's not one that I constantly am telling people they need to watch. <laughs> like, it's not one that jumps to my mind immediately. But it is worth a watch, and still, still good. Still has a lot of good to it. So I, I'd say like, a, I guess six, six and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty fair. I think that's pretty
0: fair. Because especially if you think you've seen it all in terms of that late 90s slasher era right this one is definitely a uh curve
1: yeah this will definitely need to be added to the checklist of 90s movies to watch yeah
0: yeah yeah and it's not one of those ones like whenever we did final destination for the show and (laughs) i liked it because it was so shitty and like so stupid and just so fucking right terribly 90s this movie never reaches that so bad it's good level you know, it right. never really reaches that point where it's just like, holy fuck, this is just dog shit. And that's why I'm enjoying it, like Final Destination. Right. Uh, this plays it pretty real. You know, it, it keeps everything pretty pretty serious and pretty enjoyable and pretty, you know, reasonably real to life, I suppose you'd say, for the situation that these kids are in. It never goes into, like I said, shitty good territory. It just tries to say good, good, neutral good, chaotic yeah. good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think I'm right there with you. I think six is probably where I would put this on, where I'm not like in a rush to rewatch this one again, like I am with Scream or something like that. But at the same time, if it's on, I'm not going to complain.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, uh, definitely a fun watch. And thanks to Tim Stone for putting this one into the old smoking bowl of movies that we choose at random so we can do a podcast about them. I think that's the name, right?
1: Yeah. That's the name of it. That's it. it. That's it
0: okay got it
1: i have to remember i need to make a little label to put on there (laughs) so we don't forget that very obvious name that we've given it
0: (laughs) (laughs) and of course if you guys want to drop your own suggestion into the smoking bowl you can do that becoming a
1: five dollar a month supporter on patreon.com yeah patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there five dollar a month supporters you get uh, to, to drop a, a name in the bowl to get randomly drawn and maybe we'll cover it just like we did the faculty today yeah. that's right you guys always
0: drop some good suggestions in there so please yeah keep we got coming. a lot of great stuff in there keep the reviews coming on apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you can rate us on seriously it helps us out like yeah it do. a lot like it really really does uh Podcasts that have really great ratings show up in search engines more. So go on there and give us the best ratings that you can. And also, at the end of your review, drop us a question that you'd like for us to answer on a future Preview Palace FAQ installment. So that gives you a free chance to get a little bit of what you want to hear on this show on here. So go on there, write us a review, drop us a question at the end of it. Now, Steve, I am excited about the movie that we're covering next week.
1: Yeah? yeah I, am I am. too. Because every time I see it, in, as I'm scrolling through movies, I'm like, man, that looks good. Yeah, same
0: here, man. This is one of those ones that I heard about from a friend of mine, and I just watched a trailer for it the other day, even though it came out last year. I think it was a 2019 movie, if I'm not mistaken. I think right? so, yeah. And it looks like it's going to be one of those ones that is a visual feast that is very dark and folksy, And brooding, and dork because we're gonna be talking about Hugazusa. Hugazusa.
1: Hugazusa. This movie looks fucking dope. Witch in old high German. So
0: expect some witchery. All right, man. You know we love ourselves some witchery here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I expect this is gonna be one that we enjoy and love a long time. I think I might watch it tonight actually because I'm so excited to see it, man. Get to it. Yeah, dude. So, you guys be sure to tune in next week for our review of Hagazusa. It's streaming right now on Shudder, but you can probably also rent it on, you know, Prime or whatever. Mm,
1: Probably. But definitely it's streaming on Shudder. So, it's out there. Check her out. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, I hope everybody out there in podcast land is doing well. Thank you guys so much for the support that you've given us, our buddy Brandon, and all that kind of stuff. You guys make our dreams. Come true. You guys are the best. And we are Uncle Ben. And Hollywood Steve. And we're Dead and Lovely. And we will catch you guys next week.
1: Goodbye. (laughs) Pissbag. Ben. I want to tell you one of the horror stories of keto. <laughs> it's a horror podcast. Now's the time yeah. to let it loose, man, about the the
0: the terrifying world that you live in free of carbohydrates.
1: Yeah, I mean, so basically on keto, if, uh, for me, I am aiming for 40 net carbs a day, Ben. Okay. Now, that's not right. a whole lot, but that that is net carbs, so that means fiber doesn't count. So All right. Mhm. You can get all the fiber you want. Um, so <laughs> sometimes I do this, Ben. I'll take a a serving of peanuts, which has about uh, uh six grams of protein and maybe about nine grams of carbs, but a couple of those are are fiber.
0: Okay, I enjoy myself a peanut. I've been known yeah, to munch down on one. Just La- just a handful of just a regular old peanut.
1: Yep, just just uh, some some regular old roasted, lightly salted peanuts. I'll take those, and then right after, I'll take my fiber gummies for the day <laughs> that are seven grams of carbs, in, but five of those are fiber. Oh. And it tastes faintly like the whisper of a bite of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> so it's like
0: a fruit-flavored gummy is what you're telling me
1: uh yeah it's yeah and it kind of had like the uh, luckily the texture of it is kind of jelly like once you get like get it chewed up a little bit so Mm -hmm, you still got that peanut flavor in your mouth and then you got this kind of sort of (laughs) fruit (laughs) flavor and so the reason this is a horror story is because this is one of the highlights of my diet (laughs) <laughs> getting old is fun, isn't it? Right. It's like when it you is. when
0: you're a kid, you're like, you know what? I think I'll have for lunch. I'll have some refined carbohydrates, mm-hmm. sugar, right. sugar, mm-hmm. and sugar. Right. And then when you when you get old, you're like, I gotta find something that kind of reminds me of that. That'll <laughs> keep me from getting fat and help me take a shit. <laughs>
1: yeah so so that's that's why it's a horror story because when i have that faint moment of like ah childhood bliss i also am like and i'll be pooping well (laughs) so
0: welcome to this new installment of dead and lovely kitchen (laughs) corner with hollywood steve
2: (laughs) yeah